0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Bordering Bodies podcast. Each podcast is themed and I interview and ask questions from a specialist who's also the owner of a small business, just like us. If you're a business owner of a micro business, then I hope that this sparks your thinking, answers some questions that you may have, and that you get some tips on the subject that helps you move your business forwards. I do hope that you enjoy the podcast. I have very much enjoyed recording it. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Boardroom Buddies podcast. So today we are going to be talking all things about brand and why it's so important to you and your business. And this week's guest is Frank uh, Stebbing from Frank Brands. Um, Frank's got a very interesting story. Yeah, welcome, Frank. Uh, Hi, Jackie. Frank's originally from the East End of London and now lives in North Shields with three teenage kids, Mm -hmm. uh, but has spent 22 years in Dubai. So that sounds like a really interesting story. Mm. we'll have to get to know some of your backstory there but you're very passionate about what you do in graphic design and creating the right brand for a business in order for it to develop and grow so that's what we're going to talk about today Um, and talk about your clients and who you work with and the type of work you do so so frank welcome to the podcast
1: thanks jackie first of all
0: yeah it's great to see you and just so, tell us what made you start your business. How did you come to be doing what you're doing?
1: Well, oh, where would you start that? <laughs> uh, I guess from the beginning, from the age of about four, when I first picked up a crayon, it was immediately right. apparent that I had some sort of artistic ability. Okay. Um, so, you know, I, it, it, you know, everyone was like, "This kid's going to have a career in the arts." Not sure what, but that, but that, it was a given. Yeah. That was That was my path. I just um, loved mark making and uh, drawing and anything to do with the arts um, from a very young age. So, um, and also what I used to love with my exercise books. I'm really into music, by the way. That's one of my really big passions. And um, I used to, on my exercise books, I used to write all the band logos. And I used to do them, you know, very accurately. and looked really cool. And I didn't know at the time, but that was logos. I didn't know. I didn't even know what graphic design was at that time.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: At that point. So yeah, I guess that's the starting point for my passion. Is it goes back for um, a long way back from to when I was a kid. Mm, Yeah. So it was yeah. So I ended up studying it, leaving school and going to art school, Mm -hmm. and um, had a bit of a gap, bit of a seven year gap. I dropped out um, to be a musician for seven years. So i, I made made some records and I went on the road and gigged and toured the world and had not too much fun. Yeah, it was great, brilliant. Used to work for quite a few bands and didn't make any money from that, but had it it wasn't, it was never a commercial endeavor anyway. It was more of an artistic thing. And Absolutely. then went back to college and got my degree. And that's started my career from there. Mm-hmm.
0: So what instruments do you play then?
1: I, when I played professionally, I used to play the drums.
0: Okay.
1: I've had to sell my drum kit. I'm drum kitless at the moment, but I'm intending to get one soon. Um, But I've got a few guitars, so I still strum away on guitars. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Oh, sounds
0: really interesting. Okay. So you've always had this creative streak and started doing logos and things like that. But you do much more than that, I know, because of... You know what? When we've talked about your clients and things like that, so so what was it that triggered starting your own business?
1: Getting sacked. Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, good trigger. Yeah that's, yeah, that's always a really good. <laughs> that's always a good incentive. Uh, but no, seriously, I was actually a creative director at a Dubai agency, okay. and it fell victim to the 2010 financial crash, and just general mismanagement. Mm. um and basically, it folded a few months after myself and other senior managers got the old heave ho. Yeah. But basically, really, it was the best thing ever. And I've been thinking a lot about this recently: how seemingly disastrous events are actually the catalyst and uh, the driver of positive change. And and uh, yeah, out of every disaster over the past few years, it's really caused some good things to happen. So. We should embrace disaster when it happened. <laughs> I, I had three toddlers at the time, so it was all really scary. The missus had a stable job. She was a teacher. Mm-hmm. But I'm really lucky. I got picked up by a, a Saudi publishing and PR firm. The guy who was part of it, Barry Gray, had, had seen my work and liked what I was doing, admired what I was doing. And I was put on a, a really decent monthly retainer for to do not a lot of work which was great. <laughs> that's, that's the right balance that you need, isn't it? <laughs> um, so, so this was brilliant because it, it, this, this gave me some the financial stability and, and the freedom to slowly create and build Frank brands. And I've built it up to the massive empire of one person it is today. So <laughs> this was, <laughs> this was 12 years ago. Right. Uh, but the, you know, the, I've always wanted to be independent. So and you know, I feel uncomfortable in that corporate environment with my attitude and values. I don't really fit into that kind of world. Okay. But, you know, but I was a bit too scared with the free kids, etc., to to make that jump and and be mm. go freelance. So, losing that job was actually really important for me to gain my freedom and just work for me, myself, and my clients. So, yeah, it was. A, it turned out to be a good thing in the end.
0: Right. Okay. And that was so-
1: that was twelve years ago.
0: been in business a while
1: yes yeah yes um self-taught made all the mistakes anyone could ever make
0: (laughs) as we do yeah
1: yeah 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 Uh, a good
0: way of learning though yes yes.
1: sharpens the senses it it does it keeps you on your toes it's (laughs) it's a weird thing you know being independent or freelance or you know an independent consultant because it it really it can initially it's feast and famine so there's always this this, you know, tension, you know, it, it, am I going to make money? You know, it, there's this bit of nervousness about it, but oh. it, it kind of always pans out. It always pans yeah. out. You have lean mums and you have, you have great mums. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Um,
0: so so you do enjoy your business?
1: Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love what I do. I've always said to anyone, I don't go to work. I haven't had a job, you know, since I left school. I just, I made a promise myself when I was a kid that I'd only do for money, what I like, what I right. enjoy doing, doing, my passions. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, I guess lots of people can't do that, but I'm lucky in the fact that mm. I've been able to monetize what I like, what I love to do.
0: You've talked a bit about logo and your graphic design background, if you like, creativity, yeah. but a logo is like a one off thing. And I know you do more than that, way more than that. So, so yeah. tell us, you know. What it is about the brand, a brand that's so important, you know, because it's more than a logo.
1: Yes. Yeah, I think it is. There's a lot of depth to it. Where to start? I mean, it's most people do think of branding as the logo. It's far more than that. It's it's really taking a company with my process anyway. And it it took me a a long time to, to learn this in yeah, fact when I when I first started doing branding it was actually initially I was I was in publishing I was a designer within publishing and gradually oh. got into branding over the years as publishing sort of is it's no more really is it I mean to just mm. <laughs> not as big as it used to be with yeah with, yeah uh, yeah the relative, uh, websites digital okay. so so for, for me it was all about aesthetics it was about creating these lovely logos and color palettes and stuff like that but uh, but over the years I've I realized it's not about that. It's not about, obviously, it's it's about creating wonderful looking brands, but there's a lot more to it than that. Mm -hmm.
0: And the
1: way I approach it is, is to actually sit down with business owners and discover their purpose, the brand strategy underlying the business. And it really takes some time and effort to peel back these layers, business owners. You know, I ask lots of questions, I've got really detailed questionnaires, before I do any design, mm-hmm. I, I need to understand the business, everything about it. Yeah. yeah. And some of the stuff I need to understand is the business owners haven't ever thought about, you know, it's about their why, about their purpose, uncovering that, you know, mm-hmm. what their values are, what made yeah. them start the business in the first place. A little bit like we are talking about, we're talking about now. Yeah. Um, and some businesses... Uh, a lot of business people that, that I that I work with, they haven't thought about these questions. They've just gone with their instincts. They've had a skill or an interest, and they've they made a business, and they haven't re- really thought about things uh, to, in any depth. Mm. And I think it's it really helps a business to know why they exist and what their values are and what their purpose is. And I help craft the mission and the vision yeah. and uh, and the target audience and look into their competitors all these things are really important because when Mm -hmm. if you're going to design an identity the the identity has to be an expression of those values and it has to it's really multi-layered yeah yeah
0: I like that (laughs) an expression of your values that's that's a nice statement isn't it
1: yeah I think a, a lot of graphic designers especially if they're younger rookies they're just designing they're just designing something that looks nice in their portfolio there's no strategy behind it the way I approach everything is to understand the business understand the market they're working in understand their competitors what their competitors look like what are their competitors saying and talking about what do they look like is is they is there an overuse of colors or cliched image approaches that that, that need to be avoided you know also look at look at the the top 10 global companies that have a similar business activity and use that as the benchmark you know it's always like this this is what i want for my clients this is what we're going to work towards to making sure that your identity and strategy and website and brochures all of the quality of the top global players so uh, yeah it takes a bit of work it takes Mm. a bit of strategy and a lot of thought but but i love it it's all about problem solving right it's about making get, getting a system that really works well together yeah. and scalable across different platforms and different media
0: yeah
1: um, i mean it's fascinating work when it all starts to to come together it's it's just really exciting you, you've got this really seamless system that you you've created and and it's great being able to help um, business owners seeing their yeah. um yeah. it, the businesses are everyone talks about this work-life balance don't they and but you know business uh, businesses are people's lives it is it is what we do you know go go back a a couple of thousand years when we were you know growing vegetables and hunting animals that that was our life that's what we did Uh, we needed to do that to survive and Mm. and it's much the same these days we we have businesses but it's still the same thing it's part of our lives yeah so i'm i'm really happy that i can do some work to really improve people's lives and improve their success or the chances of success yeah and, i
0: imagine and, that you it, it can be a bit of a challenge sometimes if you've got a business owner who's you know they're enthusiastic about doing their stuff starting their business and they well i just need a logo you know yeah and it must take some explaining as well yeah to a business yeah. owner.
1: yeah that's quite common um I, I do get approached just for logos i tend to not to take that on um, much anymore for the reasons i just described. But I think, but I think, you know, after a conversation describing why we we need more depth, I think, you know, business owners tend to become fascinated by it and actually become really interested and, and, and see, see the value in Mm -hmm. doing more Mm -hmm. deeper development work. Mm -hmm. And if they're not, that basically that's fine then they're, they're not my customers they're then we're not aligned yeah, yeah.
0: Uh,
1: in that yeah. area so that but that's fine yeah
0: so what is it that you aim to achieve with your particular clients then
1: well it could be different for different clients I mean the I guess the biggest problem for most clients is growth yeah um, and I you know that's it's not for every client you know over the years i've worked with lots of different companies and they you know they've a lot of them have outgrown the original brand
0: right yeah
1: you know they don't look premium they don't look big they don't look innov- innovative so they know that they have to up their game new new businesses come along that look that do with the same business activity and they've got really spectacular branding and websites so my clients oh. are, are green with envy and yes. uh yeah. And want to up their game but there's so many reasons you know it, it, it might be sales staff are really struggling to sell because you know they because there's no brand nothing is aligned the brochures the powerpoints the website everything is looks a bit shabby and so yeah. the sales people that, that that hamstrings them because yeah. they've got to go out and make money uh, yeah. but if they if they've got to go out there and they're trying to sell a product or service but it everything all the tools they have look a bit rubbish then it, it affects the bottom line so and branding you know branding solves all those problems it, it you, mm. you have an integrated system that looks really professional mm. but really it's it's mainly growth I mean yeah. I, I it's my sweet spot is actually rebranding companies so I like to work with companies that have got they've been around for four or five years they've got a certain level of success already you know they've mm-hmm. gone through that, that yeah very Period where it's you know they they don't know if it's going to be a success or not. It is a success. They're they're earning money, but they're not. But they've kind of stagnated or plateaued. Mm-hmm. Um, and this normally is to do with them not getting branding in at the beginning. And that this and there's nothing bad about that because it, you think about it. Ninety percent of businesses, or even more, ninety five percent of businesses, they don't get branding in place. They just get a logo, like you were talking about earlier on. They just want a logo. Um, They get their website done by this developer over here, they get the PowerPoint, just download for free from this website. (gasps) They get someone's sister-in-law who's studied A-level art to do the brochure. Um, There's there's no cohesion there. It looks unprofessional. So Mm. they've got to the, the point where they feel, all right, we're doing all right. You know, we've got money coming in. We need to now address our brand identity and the the fundamental Mm. branding um, strategy behind a business. Mm. And that's where I come in. Yeah. With my dreaded questionnaires. (laughs) (laughs) um,
0: um, Yeah, mm. it must be like kind of for a business, getting to that stage where, okay, so we're we're not a startup anymore. We're established. Now we've got to start playing as a grown-up. Yeah, so you progress into that kind of professional grown-up stage.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and it's there's it 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 does affect growth because I mean if you think about it, if you've got if you're spending money on ad campaigns or social media, and not only does the design of those campaigns look a bit iffy and disjointed, but they're all pointing. uh, If it does engage with people. And it points into your website or whatever. Mm. It could be a sales page or whatever. Um, or mm. If if that identity, if that website looks a bit shabby and outdated and unprofessional, then psychologically, that's exactly what the your audience is going to perceive when they hit your website. Yeah. So, and, and it's you know it's literally a split second decision whether yeah. people engage with you or not. And it's norm- these days, it's normally via the website and, you know, they'll be Googling four or five other companies. we all do that if we're looking for, if we have a pain point or a need, you know, we shop around. Yeah. So we get on Google and we open um, a bunch of web pages, businesses. And I mean, straight away, you kind of, you close the browser window. If it looks awful, it's just yeah. like, see ya, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you've lost that opportunity. Yeah. And that's really annoying if you've got you know a business owner with a, a really amazing service best service in the world really good price but they've got this terrible website and brand mm-hmm. is just you know you've got people jumping jumping off from their website and going to a competitor who might have a really second rate service mm-hmm. and it's expensive but they've actually got a really nice yeah. brand. So they're, yeah. they're attracting the customers so yeah it's not fair <laughs> yeah it's
0: a, it is an example isn't it of how the visual representation uh, can influence our decision making.
1: Mm. We are, I mean, humans are.
0: Yeah.
1: Driven, we are visually driven. We 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 yeah. are attracted to things that we like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Repulsed by people, um, repelled yeah. by things we don't like.
0: Yeah. So branding
1: yeah. is is literally fundamentally it's about that, isn't it? So it's it's yes. it's about making making a a business understanding the audience yes and this is an interesting thing you know one of the fundamental questions i always ask is who's your target market and inevitably the the reply comes back everyone we want to sell to everyone everyone's welcome and and it's like no that isn't you know Mm -hmm. that isn't the case you need to
0: you need to find a
1: niche. you you can't be a generous if you try to appeal to everyone um you appeal to no one you know it's the universe you know it's an abundant universe there's there's so many um, people out there that need services yeah Um, you really need to drill in and find a niche people that um, Mm -hmm. that you resonate with that you want to work with and that's that kind of circles back to the values work and the purpose
0: Mm. yeah
1: because then once you've got that all that work done you can use your values and your purpose to to inform your visuals and the way you speak to people and your language that you use. Yeah. Uh, if, if You know, if you define a target market or a niche, you can really speak their language and come up with offers that are really directed towards their exact pain point.
0: Yeah. And I think these days, because of the internet, you know, if, if, you, want, if you want to, you know, you're in the market for buying something, you're quite specific in your search, aren't you? Yeah. You know, so, so to, you know, if you, I don't know, if you, if you want to buy a particular garage door, mm. you know, you don't Google garage doors. You,
1: uh, yeah.
0: If, if you give it a title, you know, whether it's a roller one or, you know, double doors, or you actually put in the specifics that you want. And if yeah. you have, if you're not that supplier, you know, kind of identifying that you do that, mm. then you're missed, aren't you? So it, it's important to have that kind of niche uh mentality, if you like.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think it's it's a hard sell asking people to niche down because it's counterintuitive. Yes, you know, of course there's it is. All, yeah. There's this thing, it's you know, oh we can't do that because we're lessening our opportunity, you know. Yeah. Um but in fact, the in, the opposite is true, and um, mm. you know this, this is proven. If you can, you know, work with someone in branding, marketing, mm. to really sharpen up your language and, and 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 build offers or service offers or products that are very mm. the language that are, are very much targeted towards a, a niche. You, yeah, you you basically overcome so many objections that when people land on your website they're like holy crap this is exactly the people I need to be talking to yeah, because they, yeah. they're landing on a website that resonates with them that says the right words it speaks in the right mm-hmm. language you've done mm-hmm. your research into your niche market so you understand what sort of yeah. imagery they like and what colors they like mm-hmm. um, what language to use
0: yeah. It, yeah it
1: makes the the sales process so much easier yeah. and also the marketing process. Um, you know know who to market to you've got a visual identity that appeals exactly to that niche Hmm. and you know that the sort of messaging that they want to hear Um, so it it becomes this system if you like this marketing system yes um, but it all comes back to the brand which which is not just a logo no
0: (laughs) (laughs) so typically who do you work with who's your you know kind of client uh,
1: it's the branding process is is can be applied to anything and anyone it's the mm-hmm. what you know the, the what I do and what every other brand identity developer does is is pretty much same we probably have slightly different systems but the goals are the same and the process is the same mm-hmm. but um, but as we were just talking about then about niching I mean mm-hmm. I've I've worked with uh, across the board so many different different companies in different areas and different different parts, different, you know, it could be mm-hmm. spas, It could be hotels, it's lifestyle. It, you know, I've done the whole lot. But over the last few years, I've tend to really feel at home working with B2B, small to medium-sized business owners. Mm-hmm. Um, so these, this could be anyone from like two people up to 20, 30, 40. Yeah. Mainly because bigger companies can afford to go to bigger agencies. And so my sweet spot is 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 the smaller companies b2B business mm. to business and they're kind of in the professional services sphere so I've found myself over the years um working a lot with with tech companies you know I've done oh, yeah. a lot of educational technology cyber security accounting finance you know okay. sort of sort of stuff like this kind of techy stuff mm-hmm. and uh, and I really enjoy that because it's these are people who need my Help the most a lot of the time. They they have they have these businesses that are are valuable. They provide a value valuable service, but they're really bad at articulating what they do in a way that's attractive to to an audience because they're always because they're techie mm-hmm. and they're rational
0: yeah. and uh,
1: you know they're not very good at articulating what they say in a way that emotionally connects with people. And that's what branding is about, really. It's yeah. Important. So I, you know, I see it as a brilliant challenge Mm. and what I do, what I've, what I've found myself, my niche that I've found, especially over the past four years is really helping people like this. And it's basically they, what they tend to do is just express what they do and they talk -hmm. about the tech and they talk about the the Mm. processes and all the stuff that people need to know about, but it's not that interesting the top level of any sales is to connect emotionally. So people want to know about the results. Mm -hmm. So they need to know if you can solve their pain. And they're not too worried about how you do it. um, And what your processes are, they just want their problem solved. Mm -hmm. And and so the way to connect with people really is to tap into that. Mm -hmm. It's it's to look into the transformation you provide uh, for people rather than how you do it, how their lives are better. Once they've experienced or bought your service or, or mm. product mm. so yeah it's about what I like to do all, all the, a lot of these businesses I jokingly refer to them as boring businesses they're not boring but you know <laughs> they come across that way you know they're all lovely people with great products mm. what I'd like to do is humanize it I like yeah. to inject yeah. some some personality into there so mm. you know that's, yeah. that's really key because you know people buy from people yes
0: yeah
1: and, and really a brand a, a part of brand branding really is is um is giving the business personality it's mm-hmm. uh, and again that circles back to the values and the vision and the mission and the purpose hmm. it's like what's the personality of the business
0: yeah so so you learn all that and pretty much tell their story through the branding <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's yes, yeah, good point. Yeah, it is it is all about storytelling. It's about mm. creating a narrative that, that resonates with a very yeah. niche. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay.
0: That's been really interesting. Thank you, Frank. Um, oh. So how do we get in touch with you? How can people get in touch with you?
1: Well, I'm always pottering around LinkedIn. I, <laughs> I tend to post on there, and I think it's a really valuable uh, platform for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I get loads of insights from there and but i've got my website which is always a good start which is frank-brands.com
0: lovely okay
1: and so there's a calendar booking facility on the front page on, on the landing page so you just click on that and i'm always open to give uh, just a free consultation yeah and normally i'll have a look at the website it's just always a good starting point and give some feedback on that and And give Mm. free advice and if that turns into working together fantastic if not at least people have you know they've gained some insight and they've got a little bit of strategy they can implement themselves
0: oh that's brilliant brilliant yeah so a bit of an offer there to everyone listening (laughs) get on to frank and have a bit of an assessment on your website because
1: yeah why not
0: (laughs) yeah that's been really good and interesting thank you frank for coming and being our guest today oh Um, thanks for inviting me yeah it's been good so thanks everybody i hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast do subscribe so you know when the next one's available and let me know what you think and of course get in touch with me and get in touch with frank too for that bit of a review on your website so thanks for that (laughs) cheers I do hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Boardroom Buddies podcast. Do subscribe for more podcasts, and it would be lovely if you shared it on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any questions, or you would like to talk any more on the topic, then do connect with me on LinkedIn, or email me on jacks, that's J-A-X, at jackiekasey.consulting. And thanks for listening.